Welcome back to this week's episode of the Tyson Pre-Show. Thank you so much for listening in. I just want to encourage you, first off, if you've not listened to the last week's episode or the two weeks prior to that, go back and listen to those. Take the time. You'll be glad you did. I had some amazing guests on. Uh, One gentleman is a counselor for professional athletes in the UK, the for rugby and soccer athletes. You want to listen to that. And then last week I interviewed a man by the name of Tim Fitzsimmons, who was an alcoholic and really struggled in life. And then something happened and it so drastically changed him that he is only one of a handful of people that have ran the width of the continental United States. Yes, I said that right. He ran from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean in a race. And his story and the things that he shares are just phenomenal. You don't want to miss that either. So go back and listen to that episode from last week. Again, I want to remind you that Solomon says that we are to guard our heart because out of it flow the issues of life. What is the heart? The heart is the intersection of your emotions and your intellect. And when those combine, you carry it out into a physical world through your physical body. You go out and you accomplish something. You get something done and you make things happen. Maybe you start a business. Maybe you mow your yard. Maybe you enter into a relationship. Whatever it is, it's your heart, Solomon says, that makes the decisions. And he says, we have to guard that intersection. So that's what this show is about. Managing transition, managing that intersection of the emotions and the intellect. I also want to remind you, I've got some tools for you on my website, TysonPriest.com. You can go there, go to Climb Tools, the menus at the top, click on Climb Tools. And there are two, two tools there for you. One is the... 30-Day Ferocious Faith Challenge. If you want to get serious about your faith, draw closer to God and get extremely intense for 30 days, that's your challenge. Download that. It's free. If you're looking to make a change in your career or you're wanting to start a new hobby or do something different, be sure to click on um, Climbing Your Mountain. Click on that PDF. They're both PDFs. You can download those. But click on that one specifically. Begin to work through the pages of it. Fill it out, print it off, fill it out, and begin to make the change. And I want to hear from you. If you've used those, if you've got feedback on those, I definitely want to hear from you. You can email me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. That's Tyson at TysonPriest.com. Be sure to provide your feedback. I would love to hear from you. I also offer one-on-one coaching as well. And so if you're interested in that, if you're trying to make a change or you've got some ideas you want to kind of flush through and work through, I'm going to help you discover your blind side so that when you take off, you can soar. And that's my goal for you is to climb your mountain, to soar above it, to own it and conquer it. Well, today I'm going to talk about change in the emotional curve. That's right. There is change in our life. I am sure you know this. I'm sure you've been aware of that. Change happens. Change happens all around us every day. 
But have you considered the emotional impact of that change, right? The impact of change on your emotions and what actually goes through you uh, emotionally as you make those changes and how can you navigate those emotions well? I got this quote from my father. He's uh, my father sent me this quote by Darius Daniels. It says, transition creates a God gap between where you are now and where you want to be. And he fills it with grace. So if that's you and you're in the transition, understand you're in what's known as a God gap. And you're not where you're going to be, but you're not where you were. You're in transition. That's okay. And as you go through these changes... In this God gap, there are emotions that set in. There are emotions that we struggle with, that we deal with. And so when we talk about those four, the four stages of the emotional curve in change, um, they are so important. I think you'll recognize these uh, when you stop and think about the changes that you've made in your life, you will recognize these stages. The first stage, when you think you might need to make a change, this first stage, denial. Uh, in this stage, in denial, you kind of realize, you know what, I need to make a change. I don't really want to change. I like my comfort. I like doing what I'm doing. I like sleeping in and not getting up and working out. I like doing the same thing over and over. I like being predictable. But yet, as I've talked about in previous podcasts, one of the worst things we can do is go on cruise control in our life and allow things just to kind of coast, right? And so when you hit the denial stage, this very first stage, you will even have friends that question you. They'll be like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? This doesn't make sense. I don't understand. And there's a few reasons why your friends will ask you questions like that. One, you're changing. It's outside the norm. And we, t- <laughs> we tend to question anything that's outside the norm. The second reason is that, well, frankly, you might be causing them to feel uncomfortable. You might be causing them to sit up and take notice of their own life and the things that they need to change. And so as a result, they're going to question you because they don't want to change. And if you change, it puts pressure on them as well. Uh, In the denial stage, you might start blaming others instead of yourself. You might start saying, well, you know what? If my wife didn't want to sleep in all the time, then I wouldn't sleep in and I'd be able to get up and go to the gym. Well, guess what? You don't get to blame your spouse. It's your responsibility to do it. You don't get to blame the people in your household. You don't get to blame your friends. You are responsible for you. We don't play play the victims on the Tyson pre-show. We get up and make things happen. The victim mentality is a mentality of poverty and defeat. If you want to get up and go to the gym, then get up and go. Let me just share my story uh, in, in this particular avenue. I knew I needed to get up and work out. I knew my body was like, (laughs) I wasn't in the shape that I needed to be in. I'm not saying I need to be professional athlete or Olympian shape, but I I needed to be in better shape. And I just could not, I just could not get up early enough um, to go to the gym, work out, come back home, 
uh, do my quiet time, my devotional, my reading, my praying and meditating. I just couldn't get up early enough. Finally, I got fed up with myself. I got angry at myself. And so one of the motivators for change, and we're not going to talk about motivations for change. Um, That's probably a whole nother podcast. But I got angry at myself enough to say, okay, if you can't get up at that time, then you're going to get up earlier. You're going to stick it to yourself. Now, I know that sounds silly, but a lot of you listening right now need to stick it to yourself. You need to tell yourself to suck it up, buck up, do what needs to be done and get after it. And so that's what I did to myself. I said, okay, Tyson, you can't get up at 5 a.m. Your body doesn't function at 5 a.m. And some of you are laughing like, yeah, no, nobody's body functions at 5 a.m. But I'm telling you what I did is I said, okay, fine. Five o'clock isn't good enough. Get up at four. Now, some of you just like almost had to pull the car over. I get it, right? Like you got to be joking. Here's what I learned. And this is something that I talk about in my book, Delta to Victor, 22 Days to Change. You can find that book on Amazon. It's 22 days to change to 22 steps, 22 days to make changes in your life. And so I learned something about myself that I talk about in the book, bodily rhythms, sleep rhythms, uh, understanding how and when your body fires up and engages and when your body has to cool down and get rest. So for me, 5 a.m. does not work. Let me tell you what happened at 4 a.m. though with my bodily rhythm. I woke up at 4. Now, I woke up at 4 and I was much more alert than I was at 5 because that's how my body functions. I was aware of my rhythm, my bodily rhythm. Now, here's the weird thing about this. It wasn't like I popped out of bed at 4 o'clock, bright and sunny, with the sun shining and the flowers growing and rainbows, okay? I was tired. I was tired at 4 a.m. But I was more alert than I was at 5. And it took about three to four weeks for my body to say, okay, it's 4 o'clock, get up. And now I can tell you, I wake up at 4 o'clock without an alarm. I set an alarm because I got things to get done just in case my body happens to oversleep. I do set an alarm, but my body will wake up at four o'clock. And my first thought is you better get after it. You got to grind. You got to hustle. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And so what happened for me walking backwards was I became angry with what I, with who I was, with what my body was becoming. Um, I, up to that point, was in the denial stage. I was denying what was happening to my body. I was like, yeah, whatever. Now, let me tell you what happened to my wife when I did this. She was the person that questioned me, like, what? What are you doing? Shut the alarm off. What are you doing? I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get up. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Um, And I had other friends like, okay, geez, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm like, Nothing, man. I got to get up. I got to go. I got to work out. And so now the 4 a.m., get up, get ready, go to the gym, work out to the point that at times I feel like I'm going to pass out and put my head between my knees, bust my butt, come home, eat healthy, pray, meditate, get more done before 8 a.m. than most people will do all day. But I was in the 
I was in the denial state. So when I decided to start making changes, people were asking questions of me. People were thinking I was silly. But you know who, you know who didn't think I was silly? And it really doesn't matter. The other people in the gym at 4.15 and 4.30, they didn't think I was silly. They were, you're like, wait, what? More people are in the gym at 4.30? Yeah, they are. And they're the people that are getting after it, right? So here's what I want to say, that when you're in that denial stage, you can blame others. You might even blame yourself. Well, if I just go to bed earlier, but I can't, so I won't, so I don't. And that's a lie. That's all a lie. But this is normal in the denial stage as you transition. This is an emotion. Denial is this idea and emotion. It's the intersect. It's the intersection of your intellect and your emotions. I don't feel like I can. Let me give you logical, intellectual reasons why I can't. And you stay stuck. And you're in denial. Well, I can't, so I won't, so I don't. And it's a natural tendency for us in the denial stage of our emotions to find someone to blame for the current situation. You might even be resisting the need to change. You know you need to change. You know change is necessary, but you deny it. Now, the problem is, if you stay in the denial long enough, one of two things will happen. Your situation will continually get worse. And let's be honest, rock bottom is always a soft landing. Let me say that again. Hitting rock bottom is usually a soft descent not a landing. Hitting rock bottom is a soft descent, a slow descent. And so you will either hit rock bottom in that situation or that circumstance, or for me, it was anger at myself that pushed me. For you, it might be a a cataclysmic event. It might be um, trauma. It might be something else that is your catalyst to get past the emotional and intellectual denial stage. If you stay in denial, you will get worse. End of story. Period. So you realize now I'm in denial. I need to move on. I've got to do something. You you have this realization moment. And for most people, they go into the anger stage. They get mad at themselves for not realizing they should have done something sooner. They get mad at their situation right? They get mad at other people. Why didn't you say anything? If you were really my friend, you should have said something. And then your friend's going to say something like, but would you have listened anyway? And then you're going to go around and around. You know how that conversation goes. You get angry. You get angry enough. This is, this is bottoming out emotionally, right? In this particular cycle. And so you begin to bottom out with anger. Now, of course, time is going on, right? So if you think of this, um, on the horizontal axis, there is time, right? So past, if you're in the anger stage, the past was you were in denial. And then, of course, we'll go into the future. But if you think of it as a, as a horizontal, moving from left to right, from past to future, we're talking time. The vertical axis is your confidence, morale, and effectiveness, 
And again, I address this in my book, Delta to Victor, 22 Days to Change. If you consider the vertical axis, your confidence, your morale, and your effectiveness, okay, they are not where they should be. Your confidence, morale, effectiveness are not where they should be in the denial stage. When you break out of the denial stage and realize something needs to change, it can't stay, it's got to be different, your, your confidence, morale, and effectiveness is going to go down on that vertical axis. Time's moving forward, but you're going down because you're getting angry, you're getting upset, maybe you're getting sad, maybe you're getting depressed. Whatever that emotion is, odds are nine times out of 10, it's immediately negative or perceived as negative. Let's put it that way. That emotion is perceived as negative. And so what's going to happen is you're going to sit there in that anger and that depression, that sadness, etc. And you're going to begin to blame yourself. You're going to ask how you allowed yourself to get to this point. Um, this is kind of your low point. This is exactly where you need to be. <clears throat> Think of a roller coaster, right? So in the denial stage, you're at the top of the hill. Something needs to change. And then that roller coaster plummets downhill, right? And now we're talking about physics and momentum. And you get to that bottom of that hill. <clears throat> the bottom of that hill, before you start to go back up, are these perceived negative emotions. <clears throat> the reason I call them perceived negative emotions is because, because, they can be a catalyst for positive change. And if they're a catalyst for positive change in your life, then bingo, you got it. You're going back up the hill on that roller coaster. You start to go back up. But in that anger stage, it's always going to be the darkest before the dawn. Don't give up. Keep pushing through the anger. Push through the depression. Push through the sadness. Why did I let myself get like this? What's wrong with me? Why did I let myself get like this? I just don't know if I can do this. You're down on yourself. Good. You're down on yourself. That's good. That's going to be the momentum to get this puppy swinging back up. So what happens? You then say, okay, well, um, I got anger. I'm mad. I, I am frustrated. I'm, I'm depressed. Uh, let's see here. Um, you start to explore. You're like, um, 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 how do I get out of this? What do I do about this? You, you get into an experience exploring state, as I mentioned on page nine of my book, this exploring state now begins to swing this curve back up. So what's happening? Well, the horizontal axis from left to right, you're moving forward in time. On the vertical axis, though, with confidence, morale, and effectiveness, you are now starting to move up in your confidence. You're starting to move up in your morale. And you're starting to move up in how effective you can be because you're curious. You're asking why. Why did I get like this? How can I do this? What can I change? Right? So the curve begins to move up to the right. And you, what, you've, what you've done is you've begun to accept the things that can't stay the same. You've accepted. You've gotten out of the, out of the denial You've gotten angry about it. You've gotten depressed about it. You get sick and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so you move upwards towards being more confident, increasing your morale, being more effective. And so in this stage, you start asking questions like, do I keep going this direction? 
What should I do now? How can I move on? So as you begin to explore these questions, your attitude begins to gain altitude. These are the questions that cause your attitude to gain altitude. That's the exploring stage. You're moving back up. And then the final stage is what I call the encouragement or acceptance stage. Here you begin to accept the change that needs to be made through rationalization. The intellectual side kicks in. You accept the fact that, okay, I don't want to keep going this direction. What do I need to do now? How do I create change? What do I need to do differently? And your attitude again begins to help you gain altitude in your life. As you intellectualize this and begin to think about it, your feelings follow. Now, this is a key point. I want to talk about this because I think a lot of times we think, well, I don't feel like it. I'm not going to do it. That's the most bogus, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Stop it. (laughs) That's you. Stop it. Here's why. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you notice the order that Jesus says? First, it's your treasure. You decide what you treasure, and then your heart, which in that context, in that Greek word, means feelings. You decide what you're going to do, and your feelings will follow. That, those are the words of Jesus. You decide what you're going to do, and you make your emotions follow it. Uh, King David in the Psalms even says to himself, soul, my soul, he says, why are you so downcast? Put your hope in God. King David intellectually tells himself, you need to stop being depressed and you need to put your hope in God. You need to take this negative emotion and turn it into a positive, King David tells. King David literally tells himself that. We have allowed our feelings and our emotions to dictate the day. That should never be. You tell your emotions, you tell your feelings what you're going to do. Now, am I saying that you can always make yourself feel something? No. What I'm talking about is I may not feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I can trust, trust me, the first week of getting up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym, I did not feel like it, but I did it anyway. And here I am now, nearly a year later, and I can tell you my body clock, my rhythm is ready to roll, is ready to go. Did I have to adjust when I went to bed? Yeah. But what am I doing? I'm wasting an hour watching TV anyway the night before. Why waste that hour? Why not take that hour and put it into the next day? by going to bed earlier and getting up earlier and getting more done the next day. Quit wasting time eating popcorn and watching TV, right? So it's about being effective. It's about saying, okay, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to conquer this. And in that acceptance and encouragement stage, as you really, you you start to rise above the place where you were when you were in denial. Don't be surprised if you become a more optimistic person as a result of this transition. Don't be surprised if you don't become a more uh, 
optimistic person as you go through this emotional curve in whatever area you're wanting to make a change in. And then what happens, the cycle repeats itself. It, you, you get to a new stage in a new place and that becomes your new normal and you get comfortable in that. You're like, you get comfortable at 4 a.m. waking up? Yeah. What are you going to do? Wake up at 3? No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do, though, is change up my workout routine. I'm going to change up some of the things I do in the morning to make it more difficult. And I'm going to lean into that difficulty because I know the difficulty is going to make me better. Difficulties make us better if we allow them. You might be thinking to yourself something of uh, maybe the phrase is, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, that's not true. How you handle and navigate the things that could kill you, that will make you stronger. The way you handle it, the way you go through it, the way you decide to work through it, that's what makes you stronger. Not the event, not the thing, right? It's your decision, how you handle it. That's what makes you stronger. And here's what happens. Like I said, you will eventually find the normal. But you know what that means? That means you've arrived at the change you wanted. You've succeeded in the change and the transition that you wanted. That's huge. That's huge. You got there. You got there. Relish it. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Just know the time is coming where you're going to have to change it again. But in the moment, enjoy that. And think about what it does for you emotionally. Now, I know that I've kind of written off feelings and I don't mean to write off feelings. Certainly not. We're, we are a feeling and emotional being. Feelings are real and they have a place in our life, but their place is not the driver's seat. Your emotions and your desires are not the driver's seat. We have to come to a point in our life where we say, okay, I'm in denial of this issue. I'm going to break through it. Yes, I'm going to get depressed. Yes, I'm going to get mad. Yes, these perceived negative emotions are going to happen to me. But those are the catalyst for climbing back up the hill to go into the exploring stage and then into the acceptance slash encouragement stage where the new norm has been set because I did the difficult thing way back two months ago, three months ago, a year ago, two, five years ago. That's the change in the emotional curve. Now, I'm going to quote someone here. I'm not a big fan. In fact, I, I'm not a fan at all. But a broken clock is right at least twice a day. Some of you will have to think about that. Frederick Nietzsche said, The snake which cannot cast its skin has to die. As well the minds which are prevented from changing their opinions, they cease to be mined. Uh, like I said, I'm not a fan of Nietzsche, but he's got a point. That which cannot change and cannot transition properly dies. And I, I think a lot of us have just become comfortable in where we're at. And so what I wanted to do today is help make you aware that, yes, there is a change. Emo there is an emotional curve when change and transition happens. But again, as I said earlier with with the quote, the transition is simply 
the God gap where you're not where you were, but you're not where you're going to be. And his grace fills in the middle. And it works with you. And he begins to put ideas in your head. Hey, what if you try this? Hey, what if you do that? And the ideas begin to pop and you begin to explore and you find your optimism going up. Isn't that, after all, isn't that where we all want to be is where the optimism is? Yes, some people are more optimistic than others. I get it. But at the end of the day, we want to grow our optimism. We want to grow as individuals and grow as people. So if we're going to do that, then we have to look at what's, what are we going to feel and what are we going to be processing as we make changes? Well, we're going to go through that curve. And I'm going to leave you with that. That you will go through the curve, as I point out on pages 8 and 9 in my book, Delta to Victor, 22 Days to Change. You will go through denial to anger to exploring and then acceptance and encouragement. That's something to think about. I know I didn't have a guest on today. I'm looking forward to lining up some stellar guests in the future. Uh, But I just wanted to talk about that a little bit as we all explore and experience change. I would love to help you and coach you and help you work through things in your life. If you're wanting to make a change, if you're wanting to start a new hobby, if you're wanting to do something, I'm here for you. I want to be the Obi-Wan to you, the Luke Skywalker. I want to help you be the hero and walk alongside of you as you climb up your mountain, stand on top of your mountain and own it. Listen, be sure to rate this podcast. That helps get more views. Uh, Be sure to review the podcast. That also helps us get more views. So rate it, give it, give us a five star rating, leave a positive review. Tell your friends about this podcast, post it on your social media platforms. I would really greatly appreciate that. Be sure to reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. Listen, until next week, climb your mountain, own it, out.